time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm Phil. Um, oh, oh, my phone vibrated. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. Hi, I'm Ariel. Hi, I'm Patrick. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this time we've been playing the end of the world. Do do do. Uh, but as usual, business first. Um, we said we were going to find out about the game of Mancala. You guys ever played Mancala? Mancala? Man- whatever? Mancala. No. It is an ancient game, so I shall add it to our list of ancient games. So yeah. there you go. Mancala fans. Yeah. That will be coming up. Uh, also, I've got another correction to do. So last week when we were talking about the royal game of Ur, uh, I got basically centuries confused with millenniums. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, right. it, it is in fact 2,000 years before Ludus Latrunculorum and all the other ones, not 200. Oh, well, it's still so, the oldest. So, one, it's still, yes, it's yeah. still the oldest, but it yes. is the oldest by, by yeah, a long time. so much more mm. than I initially said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, apologies there to the kingdom of Ur. Um, and actually, Pat and Moo, you we played Manhunt recently. Um, we did. And we we were thinking of making the change of having more sea spaces, more card spaces, but each player can only visit them once. Do you remember enough about the game, Mark, to have a comment on that change? <laughs> Not really. Not really. Hang on, what the card spaces? What the card spaces. Yeah. Oh, where you, but people have little rules and things. No. Yeah. That's, yeah. Where you pick a card. Hang on, I'm getting confused. Okay, don't worry. Forget I asked that. But so that is a that is a little <laughs> tweak, and I think that's that must be a big part. I guess of creating a game if you're creating it for you know commercial release you must constantly just be tweaking it each time you play test it how about this rule how about that rule and it goes through a process I guess doesn't it wouldn't you yeah, yeah. they take a long time to make I think because they've got to play test and iron these things out and focus groups and all that Absolutely. Which makes you wonder, I guess, why, you know, when you end up with a game that perhaps doesn't work so well, like um, Firefly Adventures <laughs> or uh, Coma Ward, um, I wonder how many playtests those sort of games... Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Without fun, there can be no function. Right. Now, as I said then, this time we've been playing The End of the World. It has been... One, two, three... A month... Two months since we played like a new game, like a proper game. Um, we haven't broken quarantine, by the way. We've played this over Zoom. But it is my turn. Well, it would be a guest's turn to read the blurb. But because you're not in the room, I will read the blurb of the book. <coughs> uh, it is the end of the world as we know it. The undead walk the earth and nothing and no one can stop them. Some say a meteor from outer space has covered the earth in dangerous radiation. Others fear that the time of reckoning has come and there is no room left in hell, while others still fear a global pandemic. The only certainty is that no one knows exactly what caused the dead to rise, but now they are here and they have won. Yet there you are, in the middle of it all. How will you survive? Do you have a plan? Will you fight? Will you hide? Or will you die? This is not a game about action heroes or movie stars. This is a game about you, who you are, what you know, and what you can do. This book includes an elegant narrative rule system to aid you in telling your survival story, character creation rules that allow you you and your friends to put yourselves in the game world and five unique scenarios of the zombie apocalypse that each include locations, NPCs and specific zombie rules for each type of zombie horror. How would you survive the end of the world? Discover the answer. The end of the world is a series of role-playing games unlike the traditional games you're used to. In the end of the world you don't play a figure out of history or fantasy, you play as yourself. What are your chances of survival after everything you know has collapsed around you? Do you think your plan will get you through the catastrophe? Can you trust your friends to save you from the dangers of the apocalypse do you have what it takes to fight the horrors that await at the end of the world so (laughs) yeah it's it's uh it's an rpg game where you create characters and you go through scenarios but instead of being like a fantasy character you know like a dwarf with a magical axe or whatever (laughs) you are although mariel you were a dwarf (laughs) (laughs) um 
the idea is that you are playing yourself. You're imagining that the end of the world has suddenly happened. What do you do? Now, my first sort of question then, team, is do you think that made it easier or harder to play as yourself rather than like a fantastical character? Um, Makes it harder because you don't have the usual kind of, like you say, the magical axes, the useful potions or spells or, you know, sort of more traditional kind of D&D fare. Um, You've also only got what you've got on you again. It's not a fantasy character, so it's like you had your business cards and your Greg's loyalty card and I had random crap in my pockets. Yeah, fighting with a pen knife and some scissors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, mm. a bit harder than normal. I guess that is, it's kind of limiting, but I don't know, I guess... But you can be more creative with it, I suppose. Yeah. With what you've got. Yeah. Could it be reassuring, I guess, because no one can predict, you know, no one, no one's ever been a dwarf with a magical axe, so you can't say, this is exactly what I've done. Uh, but you are yourself every single day, so you kind of have a good mm. sort of measure of how you would behave. You know, what did you do last time zombies took over the world and just you know sort of repeat that compliance will be reported. Okay, so before you sort of start the game, you have to go through a character creation sort of process. Uh, And the first step of that is assigning points to your areas. So on your character sheet, there are six different areas. There's physical areas, which is dexterity and vitality, mental, which is logic and willpower, and social, which is charisma and empathy. And you have a certain amount of points to like add to each of those areas. Did you have, what was your strategy I guess like how did you go about assigning your points to your different areas like were you deliberately trying were you thinking like critically about yourself what can I do and what can't I do or how did you go about it uh-huh. well well no I didn't really think about it actually I just sort of assigned the numbers predicting things that might happen um, I didn't know it was literally supposed to be us until after the fact that you said so <laughs> even though, even though you've played mind. even though you've played it before yeah <laughs> so I just sort of had a bit of a I don't know I was just yeah trying to think of the things that might come up and what would be useful but then between us there was a good spread of things where people were stronger in different areas so although between like you didn't discuss between you so it's yeah but afterwards we did yeah I suppose and we could have changed it yeah yeah we could have changed it I slightly misunderstood the allocation of things um only slightly I thought because sort of the picture of the sword was next to the dexterity I thought because my extra feature was being quite reasonable at combatty things I should have actually assigned more to vitality because that seemed to be it. But otherwise I think it was fairly sensible like Pat is very clever so he got extra points for that one <laughs> take your word for it uh, yeah, I think I suffered the opposite problem to Mark in that um, Mark worked from right to left, yeah. so assigned lots of points into sort of charisma, empathy, willpower, and less into dexterity, vitality, and logic. Um, and I did, so I did the opposite. I, I started off on the left, uh, assigning lots more points, and then got to charisma and empathy and didn't have much left over, but decided that that wasn't necessarily um, <laughs> too different from normal, so... It worked out okay. Aye, aye. Um, I think in hindsight, I'm less charismatic than I said I was. I should probably put that somewhere. <laughs> oh dear, I hope there are people more charismatic and empath- <laughs> empathic than I am. I have more empathy, not much more oh. charisma. I just said a charisma's overrated. <laughs> I thought I would be dexterous and less... Is there more five on anything? No. Uh, no, I'm not. I tried to go for an even split. We should have been tactical. Well, I suppose it's a good mix between everybody of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, depending on what happens, yeah. Yeah, you've got the social, Pat's got the mental. I've somehow got the physical, (laughs) and I can't reach anything. The next sort of step in your character creation is uh, adding features. So like things that will give you a positive edge and things that will give you a disadvantage. And you had to come up with one positive and one negative for each area. What Again, was that difficult to do? I guess because it could be a bit cringe, couldn't it? Thinking about yourself in such a sort of subjective way as a game character. How, like what, what was going through your head when you got to that stage? Well, you want to think of things, but also I had in mind things that might come up well, what were you, you okay? Before before we started, what were you sort of predicting? Because I hadn't shown Mark didn't Mark hadn't seen any yeah, of my planning. If you interest. think it's sort of an end of the world, you're gonna be fighting stuff and you're gonna be travelling places and you're gonna be working stuff out. So you sort of have an idea of what it's gonna be like. So then you try and think, well actually what might be useful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit cringy coming up with stuff because we've played this before, and you still have our old sheets. Yes, it was useful to go through what we picked last time. And I guess I mean you know if it depends who you're playing with, right? If you're playing with the people you know well, then it's easy to you know a bit of self-deprecating humor. You know that's fine. Um, or you can take the the approach of like taking something that's mm, maybe not necessarily a bad thing, but spinning it in a bad light. Yeah, like me being lanky, right? You know, I put had that down as a negative, but yeah. it gave you it gave you good reach it gave you good reach when indeed, fending indeed. off the uh, the creatures I was wondering just based on what you said like because you're playing you're right if you were playing with fantasy characters you could create like a well-rounded sort of person because they're not real but what if you were playing this game with you know a complete potato of a person that just has no redeeming <laughs> qualities how like could it be quite upsetting to try and spin you know um well you've got you've got a great personality <laughs> or you've got you've got a lovely <laughs> Lovely bag. <laughs> Winning smile. Yeah, you'd have to, right? And, <laughs> yeah, because for some of it, I had no particular feelings, so I thought well, something that's vaguely true and also just amuses me because we're doing it for fun. Yeah. As well as to win. And it, yeah, and I think it, it has kind of comedy inherently baked in, doesn't it? You kind of, I, I couldn't imagine trying to play this seriously. No, oh. and I think because in the, in the game book, there's quite a few times, you know, where it, you know, just remember this is a game don't you don't have to you know like um, admit it's particularly because so when you have to like assign traumas and stuff and it's you know don't have to reveal anything that might upset you kind of um, and I guess depending on where the story takes you you know you might die in a horrific way you might see someone you like get dismembered or clubbed to death by something um you just got to take it with a pinch of salt haven't you I think just yeah, take it for what it is play it for fun rather than oh my god I can't believe I actually die although because you hear about in like Dungeons and Dragons don't you people getting proper like the rage when their character dies and getting proper into yeah. it and stuff yeah. it's intense and people can take role playing games very seriously which I think is why they have to write that in the book because if you really get into it and take it very seriously probably more with D&D than something that you kind of make from yourself because it's hard to like spend ages souping up your fictional self character but you can spend many campaigns making your wizard super cool yes I think it's not fun if you do that or not as much fun if everyone takes it really seriously it's fun but not that much fun taking it seriously but in a light-hearted way was a lot more fun and I took that into account when making my person and playing (laughs) yeah Positive physical, I put nimble and cli- and a climber, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Negative, I did put diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, mental, I put determined and bad sense of direction. Social, I put nice hair but wears glasses, bad eyes. Which isn't really social, <laughs> it's more physical, but I'll put... <laughs> Uh, I am tall but gangly Um, I have a PhD but I am distractible Um, I'm well connected but sorry are you angry or are you hungry I can't tell (laughs) okay so for my positive I'm very dangerous over short distances but I am miniature still (laughs) I put (laughs) real doctor and I put a line (laughs) dip Doctor. And yeah, I'm also easily distracted. Um, and my social, I'm basically nice, but I still have no social skills. So after assigning points and features, uh, the sort of final bit would be to list your equipment. And the idea is that because because the apocalypse is happening right now, you you list just what you've got. So like your phone and how much battery it has, your wallet and what's in there and sort of stuff. And like you, the idea is that you can't control that. You, you've got caught by surprise. You know, you're just living your normal everyday life and then boom, shit goes down. However, like, and this is based on a joke that you made last week, Pat, is like, if you know in advance that you're playing, could you not just stuff your pockets with, or, you know, oh, yes, I just happen to have this uh, survival kit, you know, with me at the time. Like, I, I don't know, what should there be a limit of what you can realistically have with you or, you know, is anything fair game? And I put also, like, nerds would automatically win depending on where you are because, like, so we're in our games room. Well, I've got a Lucille baseball bat. I've got uh, a sword from Legend of Zelda. If it came down to survival, 
I've got weapons, but... <laughs> yeah, but you got to make... I guess... you got to think it's like, if you're going along with it with the game, make it a bit more realistic. I suppose if you had too much, then you'd get negative dice because you're overloaded, yeah. wouldn't you? Because and... I just put, like, yeah. pen, scissors, yeah. my glasses and a mug can... of tea. But also because that would be fun, it would be funny if that came up, if I needed to use yeah. my mug of tea. You could have but... offered it to Tyler. <laughs> I know I could I suppose you could argue that if it's a scenario that makes you leave the house, if you have, say, your bag that you take to work every day that happens to have stuff in it, maybe you could argue... That happens to be full of throwing knives. (laughs) Yeah, if you're an assassin. (laughs) But I think that'll be stretching it a bit, less fun. Indeed, I think, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's no fun if it's too easy. So either the players have to kind of rein in, uh, you know, know, kind of make it a bit more realistic, or the games master has to go, okay, you may have all these prop swords or whatever, but as soon as you use them, they break immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out they're not at all sharp. Like, you have to mitigate any kind of seemingly major bonus by introducing some unforeseen negative. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are we having fun yet? Okay, so you've got your characters, you've listed all your stuff. It's time for the story to begin. And obviously I was playing the, the Games Master. I swear I'm not a Dungeon Master, I'm not in a dungeon. Um, the Games Master. So I had sort of roughly planned in advance a sort of general story. So it started with the outbreak. Uh, you know, we kept it thematic. It was COVID, COVID plus. COVID had mutated into sort of zombies. Um, and I guess the, the trick was trying to sort of steer the story in certain directions so you kind of had a very clear choice it was almost like a choose your own adventure kind of padded out you had a very clear choice the guy on the tv recommended getting supplies and holding up until it can get sorted so i thought well the logical it's about i guess having to sort of predict what decisions you guys were going to make so like i was like right okay well if they go out to get supplies this is what can happen if they stay at home this is what can happen and like i don't know i found it difficult because sometimes when you were making choices that were steering off my story path I was like oh god shit where I haven't planned for this where am I gonna go next how can I get them back on to my story path um I guess and like I'll say it because you you went out to get supplies went to the supply shop which I plan you know you kind of largely followed my plan I guess was it what was your guys opinion of like could you tell could you tell I was following a plan like I don't know what Mm. what was your experience of the story because obviously I had it all written out in steps but how did it feel for for you guys not knowing in advance what was coming or not knowing where it was going well it seemed like you knew where it was going and were ready with answers when needed and telling us what was going to happen next so it didn't seem unprepared <laughs> seemed like there was an ideal plan that you wanted us to go down and that was kind of a logical thing and again sort of playing it as a game you think well what is likely to be occurring in an apocalypse movie oh there's probably bad stuff here but also useful stuff Stuff, like, yeah, I think because like hospital, there will be zombies, but there will also be useful things and the cure kind of. It was like it was whatever happened, somehow you were going to find out that the cure was happening at the hospital. So whether it was the med student telling you, right. or someone else would have told you, or if you still, if you hadn't got any of those, like if the med student died or if whatever, I was just going to be. And then there's another emergency broadcast, you know, just <laughs> exposition. There is a cure at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you've gathered, you've gathered around for your, your weekly game night. It's something you do every week, obviously, because it's weekly. When suddenly an emergency broadcast comes onto the television. There's been an accident at the local Nightingale Hospital where we know that the COVIDs uh, are being treated. Um, suddenly there's been some sort of, some sort of issue and uh, COVID-infected monsters are suddenly everywhere. The man on the TV recommends recommends that you get supplies and you hole up until it can be sorted. Check phone signals and stuff, like yeah. how, how bad is it, obviously we've got a, a, like an emergency message or whatever, but mm. like try ring other people, see if it's elsewhere. Phone signal, phone signal is currently good, the, like the outbreak has just, within the last few hours, phone signal is, okay. is fine at the moment. You step outside into the streets, at the far end of the street in this non-specific geographical location, You can see the lit up sign of uh, the supermarket, the supply shop, the place that you're going to get your supplies. 
Uh, there are a couple of parked cars out in the street, and there's a group of about 10 to 15 shambling COVID plus monsters oh. ambling about in the street. Mark slips on the curb and releases <laughs> a, a yelp. The first few COVID pluses notice you and uh, start shambling your way. Moo passes and makes it to the car without attracting more COVID plus. The three COVID plus are almost at Pat. If he fails, <gasps> he's gonna get grabbed. Can Mark, can Mark drive? No. no. You don't need to actually go and buy stuff. This is just a grab and run situation. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no one's expecting you to like queue up and pay. Right, yeah, <laughs> Medical assistance needs to be sorted out I'll go in uh, if you stay in the car and sort. Yeah, I'll go yeah, in. I'll yeah, I'll sort out Pat while we wait yeah. for you. How close are the uh, COVIDs? They're not close enough yet. They're well outside the two metres safe uh, <laughs> social distance. Yeah, they're distance. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the car. How big's then? the doorway? It's like the the main supermarket automatic doors. What are you going to drive Don't the car drive into? Through. You can't drive through Can the I fit a car through the doorway? You. you <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's let's say that you could fit a car through the doorway. Tyler right. gives you medical supplies. Yeah, 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 I got the medical supplies. By the time you get back outside, though, the four COVIDs are surrounding the car. So all I have weapon-wise is some scissors and a pen. Mark jumps into the car, slams the door closed. Tyler's on the outside. Wait, wait, help me. You best oh. don't leave me behind. Don't She's leave me behind. Help. What can we do He's to Hanging on the glass. Help me, help we me. Help. Move, move, rams open the door. Yay. The COVID goes flying, boof, off its feet because it's slow and shambling and shit. Can't get up, it's fine. Uh, thus presenting Tyler with an opportunity. Although presumably, I mean, Moo, you will have opened the driver's door, so Tyler has to climb over. <laughs> but it's fine. And he also can't get in my lap, but he's got time to get in the car. He could get That's on true, the, that's true. The back <laughs> okay, Tyler, you're all in the car. You're fine. Whew. Thanks, uh, thanks for saving me, says Tyler. Uh, we'll, we'll fix, we'll fix your injured friend in a moment. But before, I've got to give you some vital information. See, the reason I was at the shop stealing uh, supplies is because the hospital was really close to a cure in the labs when things went wrong. Okay. So they, we're that close. Back at the hospital, we're so close to finding a cure to fix this COVID right. situation. Well, better, well, do we need to drive to the hospital then? Drive him to the hospital. You go to the hospital. However, you turn a corner and you come to an army blockade where a firefight has broken out. Behind the blockade is a squad of soldiers firing randomly into a crowd of uh, rabid COVID plus creatures. Yeah, you can do that. So Mark, you you get rid of the medical supplies and Pat, you can heal your physical damage. Captain Shulman, you know, he's he's very loyal. He's had training. He's not easily going to want to abandon his post you've got to convince him that it's a good idea i've got a pen knife i forgot about that mark fumbles the knife (laughs) while he's uh stabbing it uh and again the covid plus rakes some damage so physical damage on you oh, no. physical damage on tyler tyler's looking a bit hanging Good. now guys you can oh Good but plan. you you did manage to shank that covid you you got through the window you're in you went up the fire escape you're fine you're in you're on the second floor you are at like a corridor sort of nurse's station area so there's the desk and the whatever there's a corridor to the left there's a corridor to the right and there are stairs going down. So you push open the doors to the lab and you see three COVID creatures. However, these aren't like any COVID creatures that you've encountered before. These are COVID advanced. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, these are slow sort of crawling on the floor. Shit. But periodically they will like puke up an infectious cloud of COVID shit that can oh. advance your COVIDification. God. We need the captain to uh, unload his machine gun into uh, mm. 
these. Everyone's got the COVID. Well, those things are dead. Those things are dead, yeah. He yeah. mowed them down. Yeah. You find yourself in the basement car park loading area. Unfortunately, the power down here seems to be out, so it's pitch black. You can't see anything. However, you can hear general shambling. <laughs> but now that all those things are out of the way, can I climb into the delivery van? In the back of the van is a COVID plus. Not an advanced, horrible, skanky one, just a normal one. Uh, and handcuffed to his arm is, you know, one of them suitcases with presumably <laughs> the samples Shit. inside. You crack open the briefcase and inside is a test tube labelled COVID-19X, brackets, cure. <laughs> so we've got to get it back to the machine now? You have got to get it back to the machine. Well, let's go. Hopefully there isn't anybody to stop us. Uh, well, <laughs> it's funny you should say that. <laughs> in every good, in every good uh, sort of, I'm thinking Resident Evil moment. So, yeah. the, fi yeah. the final boss, <laughs> the final boss. All right, okay, so you, you make it back upstairs, you make it back to the lab, and just when you're about to reach the cure machine, somehow through the ceiling, <laughs> uh, stomps. This is like the, the tyrant equivalent. This is like COVID mega alpha, <laughs> COVID mega alpha. Shit, this is like the next mutated form. So it's a big ass fucking thing. Your mission is to get to obviously the cure machine and get the sample. Who got the sample? Moo, you've got the sample. Add, yep. add that to your equipment list. Well, can I jump up on a counter and stab him with some scissors? Okay, what are you thinking? I, I would attack, but I should probably give Pat the COVID sample first because he's the one that's most likely to be able to use the machine. Okay, what, so he's just going to run and try and twat it out? And he's still got a machine gun. He can twat it with the machine gun. He twats COVID Mega boof, with the butt of his rifle. Captain Shulman is dead. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no more Captain Shulman. I don't know, you've just been twatted about by this guy. Like a... Concussion. Conc oh, concussion. Yeah, give yourself a concussion. <laughs> I'm assuming the COVID mega wouldn't be tempted by a Greg's loyalty card. Uh, <laughs> no. It's <laughs> like trading that and, you know, for him sodding off. But it's okay, because I passed this time! Oh, Moo jams the pen knife into some vital part of COVID mega and it crashes to the ground, dead. Yay. Hey. There you go. I've brought, well, that's, you know, final boss Damn defeated. It. You make your way yeah, to the clue yeah. machine put the sample yeah. in it and uh, they go it synthesizes a cure and magically releases it into the air curing yeah. everyone right. of the COVID unfortunately all the people that you killed the people that you ran over the COVID mega now revert back to human form and you have to deal with the horror of knowing <laughs> who you've killed so, all right, you guys went out to get supplies. You met Tyler, the med student. He gave you medical supplies, which is good because, Pat, you got mauled. And then you got to the hospital yeah. and you found the cure. The cure. I keep saying clue, the clue machine. You found the cure. If you'd decided that you had enough supplies and you'd stayed at home, uh, your house would have got attacked by zombies. Then you would have heard your next door neighbours, you know, like crying for help. And if you, I guess, you know, logically, again, trying to predict what you would choose, you would either go and help them next door or you'd just be complete bastard and ignore them. <laughs> um, so if you went next door, you would be faced with a choice of rescuing the mother or the child. And so you could either join, because Tyler, the med student from the shop, he joined your group. Uh, you would either get joined by Mrs. Jones, who's a nurse, um, or Bobby, who is a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> um, and his positives, he, he fits in small places. Um his negatives is he's scared and dependent, um, but he does have a remote control car. <laughs> <laughs> which I saw yeah like in my head I was like oh they could use the remote control car for um for distraction yes okay so you found your way to the hospital that was all good um but then I put I quickly like I ran out of stuff or there were bits that I hadn't planned for so I had to like there's a certain degree of like thinking off the top of your head um oh you want to do this okay right roll a dice for this and if it's this this happens um etc and the whole final boss with the COVID mega I hadn't even
even plan. I'd like forgot because in in my plan, you go down to the basement, you get the sample, and then you take it back to the lab, and that's it. You win. And I thought, just like, as you were getting there, I was like, actually, that's a really lame ending. That's really <laughs> anticlimactic. So the the COVID mega, I literally just came up with off the top of my head, <laughs> right there, exactly. right there, and there. <laughs> Times five equals progress. Now, we played like a self-contained, like I deliberately set an end goal. You know, you've got to find the cure and that's it. That's the end of the game. However, in the book, it suggests, you know, that you play it like an ongoing campaign and there is no sort of end goal. It's just this shit has happened in the world and you just carry on and see Survive. where your life goes. And I think that would be a lot harder to plan as a, as a games master. I think you'd have to maybe break it up into episodes and say, so right, right, when you get to this place or this time that's our pause point you, there's no way you'd be able to plan it all in one go mm. otherwise you'd be there for ages yeah you would mm. and it's definitely built up like it's geared up for, for that kind of play isn't it because you, most of us only got to three or four sort of traumas um, oh. where there's like a total of nine before you're I got I got six actually so. oh you got <laughs> okay sure that's because all they say every fight Mark was like I'll stab it with my scissors oh fail <laughs> <laughs> But the so, rest of the scissors works so well. Well, um, but so okay. But still, like we only got one physical, like proper um, trauma. Yes. Uh, each where there's room for a lot more. And I guess if you get something that heals after a day, if you know these episodes are set kind of days apart or whatever, then stuff would heal. It's like some stuff would heal, some stuff wouldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, like this requires laminating so you can wipe your things off. Yeah, yeah, that would also be. Useful. Yeah, I, get, I mean it does sort of recommend you know pencil and rubber and stuff but uh, whatever <laughs> your government prescribes one session of fun per day yeah and incidentally talking about time passing so these different scenarios in the book each scenario has like an initial night of the you know night of the breakdown breakdown breakout whatever breakout. <laughs> probably both breakdowns but then <laughs> um, there's a post-apocalypse section where it's like you know either a year in the future or a couple of months in the future so for example in this night of the meteor obviously on the first night you've just got zombies and what the fuck's going on but then later you know like a a, a group called E have sort of claimed to take over and they've got drones and enforcers and soldiers and stuff all over the place wow. and each one comes with like a timeline so you could keep it going for you know a year of game time yeah. and track how that world changes and I think it's, no go on I was going to say so is that what what we would have discovered when we escaped in the ambulance yeah Brecken Beacons yeah. at the end of the last uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> last story and I think I don't I just from a personal point of view because this is only the second time I've done it and like the first time I literally had no plan I was just like make it, like I let you make all the choices and I just ran with it whereas this time I had like a vague story outline in my head and I think because some like dungeon masters put so much time don't they into like crafting stories and they plot out every little detail yeah. I had I had a bit for the Covid monsters I had a bit for the characters so Tyler Bobby Mrs Jones and uh, Captain Shulman and then I had a little table of what you'd find if you searched the supply shop and then a little table of when you rolled to see if you were infected with the COVID. But I guess yeah. depending on like how how good you are, how much time you have, you could plan every little dice roll, couldn't you? Every little table meticulously and try and cover every little thing. And I think that would be interesting. Any any listeners out there that uh, Dungeon Master or, or equivalent, like how do you go about planning your campaigns or your games? Because I am genuinely fascinated to know. I mean, do you guys know any one that does it? Not well. Um, and yeah, he put a lot of effort in. He was very into his D&D. He had most of the books, so it also have pages marked for every monster. And yeah. sometimes there was a board laid out with the appropriate figure, so he'd move around sort of so you could see who was in what position. And yeah, like he'd written entire scripts for some of them. It was quite impressive. And that was quite fun, sort of going down a very detailed story. But I imagine it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. But I feel like that's maybe more necessary for, for fantasy, where, you, you know... Where the possibilities really... are... So, 
maybe it's, it's harder mm. to do it all on the fly, right? Because if it's real life, then you've just got to think, okay, if I'm in the middle of Cardiff or London or whatever, and I'm running away from zombies, what might happen? Yeah. You know, it's easy to think of, like, I hole up in a uh, Pizza Express or something, you know? Yeah, because I guess we all know how the real world works, generally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, so I think there is, there's more, uh, more flexibility and the kind of, like, the way the dice system works kind of allows for that quite well, just the yeah. some negatives, some positives, add dice, see what happens. Yeah, and I think, so that's what I was going to move on to, is just, it's, I mean, the main sort of progression, as well, apart from me storytelling, whenever you have to do something as characters, you have to do a dice test, and, um, you know, so I choose which of the six skills you're testing, based on what you're doing, um, and then you add positive dice for anything that will help, so, you know, Mark was armed with scissors, so he got a positive for using the scissors. One time, Moo, because you're small, you were a harder target to hit with a bullet, so you got a positive, you know, anything that works as an advantage, and then I say, well, yeah, but you also get a negative because, you know, the zombie is horrific to look at, or because, um, what was it, you got a negative for having concussion, you know, whatever, and then you roll your pool of dice, um, and equal pairs cancel each other out, and then whatever you're left with, you compare against your skill values to see whether you pass or not. Moo, as driver of the car, I'll let you roll one dice. If it's one, two, or three, the car is close. If it's four, five, or six, the car is far. I'm going to need each of you, in turn, to make a dexterity check to see whether you attract the attention of the horde of COVID plus creatures. They're pretty stupid, these COVID plus. So I'm going to give you an extra green, an extra positive. Okay. Because they're dumb. You have been grabbed by the nearest COVID plus. What are you going to do? Uh, I am <laughs> going to... Oh my goodness, nothing helps here. Um, Bearing in mind, so uh, Moo, Moo is to... in the car. Mark is yeah. not in the what car. Pat's been grabbed. Well, you've slipped on the curb. You're just fannying about. Um, well, I've got really long arms. I'm tall and, and lanky. I'm going to try and sort of just like push it away, get it get it away from me so it can't, you know, sort of bite me or do anything like that, scratch me or generally get up in my grill. Okay, um, cool. So, to to escape from the the COVID plus, you start with one of each. You're going to add a positive for your long reach, yeah? Yeah. But a negative because up close, the COVID plus zombie is actually quite horrifying to look at i have failed you have failed okay the covid zombie rakes a scratch down your shoulder before you are able to push it off so give yourself one physical um stress Yeah. But there's an infection risk with the COVID plus. Uh, so I need yeah. you to roll a dice. And if you get a one or a two, you have contracted the COVID. <laughs> it's up to you. Are you going to try and yeah. swerve around them? Or are you just going to plough them down? What are you going to do? They're what? still people. Yeah. I'm going to try and avoid them. Try and avoid them. them. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I think... This is going to be a logic test for the driver okay. um, as to see whether you can successfully negotiate the, the COVID maze. Um, oh dear. I'm going to add a negative just because they're, sham- you know, they're moving, they're not standing still, so your path is changing uh, all the time. I should probably have another one because I'm easily distracted. <laughs> cool. <laughs> You're not supposed to rob for those, are you? <laughs> okay, no pressure. Okay. Oh, so my, no, my good dice have been cancelled out by my bad dice, so I presumably failed, therefore. Okay, unfortunately, uh, Moo loses control of the car and ploughs into some Covids. <laughs> uh, she's mooing she's, she's them down. She's, uh, she's, she's mowing them down. She's mowing them down. But Moo, because of the horror of killing actual people, I want you to have a mental stress, please. We'll say one dice worth of Covid's in the car park. Right. Oh, uh, four. Mm, okay. Four. So there's four Covid's milling about. You run into the summer field, but there's evidence that other people have got there first and have taken, you know, they've been raiding for the supplies. So I just need you to roll a dice to see what you can grab. Just one. Just one. One. Mark has found nothing useful. The shelves are oh, bare. Oh. It's going to be a dexterity test. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that might affect this. I mean, just a negative because driving through, it's going to cause some possible damage to the car, I imagine. It's not what cars are designed for. Mm. Go for it. Mm, it's a small car, but okay. 
Nope. Nope. Failed. failed. <laughs> oh shit, that's going to attract all the COVIDs. <laughs> okay, uh, Moo hoofs the car into the door, <laughs> but because she parked so close, she didn't get enough speed up and she just kind of badonks against the door. Yeah. Um, Moo, can you roll a dice? We'll say evens, you're okay. Odds, not so much. <laughs> Hit the bell, Rog. Yep. Out to one. Um, all the airbags up and the, <laughs> the car alarm goes off. Uh, so that's attracting... How many COVIDs in the car park? Four, four. COVIDs. So four. The, four, the four COVIDs in the car park now flocking to your location. Mark's still in the shop. He can hear this fucking... Wee, 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 wee yeah. shit going on. Yeah. You see Tyler, the med student. Oh, not Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. Tyler, the med student, uh, has been rummaging for supplies. What the hell are you doing? Says Tyler to oh, you, Mark. I'm looking for supplies. Uh, I've taken all the useful supplies. I was going to take them back to the hospital. Oh, but well, I um, I know someone that's injured, and I need. I've got a list here of medical supplies that I need. Can I please have them? What's happened to your friend? Uh, he's got um, the COVID. He's got the. <laughs> he's got the COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. This could be a trap. The, you could be tricking me. Now that you know I'm Tyler, the med student, you could be luring me out to steal my supplies. Why should I trust you? Oh, no, it's true. There's a car in the doorway, see? <laughs> it's just come through. <laughs> We're getting I, out of here. All I, can hear, all I can hear is car alarm, and that could be anything. Tyler, the med student, is going to have to be convinced with your charisma. Uh, okay. And he's straight, so your nice hair is not <laughs> going to affect him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's one on one. Um, I've got nothing to add for Tyler. He's he's open to persuasion. Five. Ah, oh, I I don't know. I think I'd be better on my own. Says Tyler. And oh, okay, can I? Well, I don't know. I do have a pair of scissors on me. Can I threaten him? You can you can try and threaten him. If you want. <laughs> Well, that's all I've got. Oh, oh my. Whoa. Hold on there, says Tyler. I, you know, whoa. Please don't... I just want what's on this list. It's like two things. <laughs> please don't, please don't hurt me. I, I'm in a hurry. I didn't mean it. Now you've got to test your empathy to see whether, um, I think, get a positive because you don't re want to really kill Tyler, do you? Mm, okay, so i like, okay. Yeah. You're good. Okay. You managed to convince Tyler to come with you. All right, so one of each, a red one because they're still horrifying to look at, but a green one because you've got the scissors, uh, and another green one because Tyler, yeah. Tyler is helping yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. I'm going to whack open a car door Ooh. to beat one of the COVIDs yeah. out of the way yes. to create a little window yeah. or a slightly bigger window just to get them to pile in and then we'll yeah. zoom off into the into sunset the... or something. Yeah. Okay, so, I think uh, vitality check. Okay. Just a, just a straight off vitality check. One on one, cool. Uh no. Okay, you you twat the zombie, the the covid, my mistake. Um yeah. it stumbles back but there's a it's only a small distance. So there's only a very quick window for either I'd say there's one person's worth for either Mark or Tyler to get into the car. Can I be think very it's very dangerous at close range help. <laughs> Yeah, go on then, if you want to add some extra brute force to the door flinging. I do. You can have an extra green, because, believe you know, Tyler does want to help. He's not yeah. being stubborn on purpose. It's just whether he can remember. Because he's only a med student. He's not been there for very long. Yeah, but he knows about them making yeah. a cure, though, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> do not question Tyler's knowledge. <laughs> you get out of the car, but before the soldiers notice you, another spray of bullets... <laughs> goes into the crowd. You each ne need to test your dexterity to see whether you avoid taking a hit from the random soldier's bullets. So one red and one green? Um, one red, one green. Add another green because there's many COVIDs in between you and, you know, there's basically a human COVID shield. This is just on the small off chance that one bullet sneaks through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, being miniature? That means you're a harder yeah. target to hit, right? Yeah, you okay. Succeeded. I've succeeded. Okay, Moo dodges successfully out the way. 
Okay. Now, Pat, I would suggest if, if Moo got a green because she's small, you should probably get a red because you're tall. <laughs> Damn it. Success. Pat, in his gangly, lanky ways, managed to like Mr. Tickle his limbs out of the way of the flying bullets. Mark? Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Oh no, I got shot. Mark takes a hit. Oh no. A physical stress, please. Oof. You need to do one for Tyler. You can do one for Tyler. We'll just do we'll just do a simple odds he gets hit, evens he doesn't. Okay. Because Tyler doesn't have dexterity. <laughs> oh, he's fine. Tyler's fine. Okay. I am shot. On a five or a six, he completely clears the way. On a three or a four, he partially clears the way. Or on a one and a two, he makes no fucking difference. <laughs> <laughs> For each one that you wish to attack, Moo, you are going to have to do a dexterity test to see whether you can avoid its lunge and then a vitality test to see whether you can spark it out. For the dexterity one, uh, a positive because they're slow. Uh -huh. But then for the vitality one, a negative because they remember they're still gross to look at. <laughs> yeah. They're all gross and rotten. Go for it. Uh, vitality, plus one for your knife, but negative one because it's horrific. But Oh, and another plus one because Captain Shulman presumably is still there to help you. Yeah. Well, aren't we asking Tyler the way? Because he is the one that said go through this window. <laughs> Seems so. Does he tell yeah. us the right way to go? Um, he can do, but remember his memory is a bit shonky, so you're going to have to you're going to have to right. charisma well, him. Do it again. <laughs> um, but this time, so you're going to get an extra negative because Tyler's nearly dead and he's finding one it hard. Negative. He's like practically COVID and he's almost dead, so he's finding so it hard negative. to focus. Pat. Six. You decrease one. You're you are no Just longer. Just by walking into the lab. No longer showing <laughs> any <am>. symptoms. <laughs> Oh, that's chlorine in the air. Me? One. Uh, advance two. Um, Tyler. Tyler. Advance two. Tyler, oh, no. suddenly. Tyler. Oh, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler collapses oh, no. uh, and turns into a COVID oh. plus. Right. Now, right. I want you to roll each roll a dice, like the, whoever rolls the lowest was closest to Tyler when he turned. Oh no. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah. You knocked yourself a one then. Yeah. I rolled a one. I rolled a two. Five. So, uh, Tyler immediately grabs Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I guess, I'll let you choose, Pat. It's either going to be vitality to push him off or dexterity to kind of wriggle out the way. Well, Is there any safety equipment near the door, like coats and goggles and masks and shit? Um, you can... It being a lab. You can, you can search the, uh, you can search the wall, should you wish. Uh, we'll just go a simple odd and odds you win, evens you don't. Oh, four. The, the, the lab coat hooks are empty. The goggle cupboard yieldeth no goggles. That's it. No, no helpful equipment by the door. Roll a dot. On a one, he hits the clue machine. The cure machine. What's the clue machine? <laughs> well, what's this machine do then? What's this machine do? Yeah. It's the cure machine. Well, I'll press the button on it then. <laughs> nothing, hap um... nothing happens. Okay, hang on. No, no, no. Oh, I have a PhD. Okay, Pat uses his PhD. <laughs> Pat uses his PhD. But, oh no, go, go on, Pat. Do a PhD test. Do a logic <laughs> a logic test. Okay, so plus one because I have a PhD. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh dear. Oh, Pat, your PhD I is did, not that useful. <laughs> good, it's going good. Um, the machine still does. <laughs> <laughs> the machine is still doing nothing and Pat can't work out why. Okay, do we look for... I think oh, we should look for lab books. We'll examine the scientist lab coat zombie as well, oh, right? No, yeah. the corpse of... All right, then. <laughs> okay, um, you're going to have... To, this is going to take willpower to search through the manky, skanky Ooh. remains of the uh, mangled COVID corpse. I've got four willpower. you got willpower higher than two. Willpower. Okay, um, it's yeah. going to be a negative because it's gross, but a positive because you're determined. You don't need a sense of direction, so that's fine. <laughs> um, but because you're getting up close and personal, you will have to do another, uh, like, a COVID check. Oh no, you're already infected. You're fine. 
Uh, okay, Mark successfully retrieves a handwritten note in one of the pockets of the scientist COVID creature thing. Um, <clears throat> we're so close to finding a cure. All we need is that final sample of uh, COVID-19X that was being delivered to the basement car park tonight. <laughs> Oh, Conveniently. No. Uh, Mark decreases. Yay. Mark is no longer showing symptoms. I got a three. Uh, you're okay? I mean, wait, I mean, you're not. You're still three infected, but no change. Well, I mean, a few of us must have smartphones with torches to on. To torch or not to torch. I think we well, torch. the light attract them. I, oh, I, know, no, I think we go for it. I think we, I think we torch and we get Blokey to fire his gun. Partly because I don't want Blokey to become incapacitated or you know become COVID did and also still have a gun. So we need to see where they are and get him to shoot them. Basically. Use up all the ammo. Yeah. Okay. That's why. Yeah. Turn, turn some torches on. Okay. Okay. Who is going to? Um, okay. Torches. Let's go. Because hang on, you haven't got your phone. You two. Okay. You two were both in a minor car accident, so you know. <laughs> You did drive your thing. So uh, you're going to each roll a dice. On a one, your phone is uh, is damaged and can't torch. Your your phone lights uh, illuminate the room. Uh, there are a few cars. There is a uh, delivery truck which has crashed into one of the pillars on the far side. You can see the rear doors hanging open, but you can't quite see what's inside. Um, and roll a dice to see how many uh, COVID advanced crawling, spewing, shit fests are about. Oh, bums. Six. Six skanky covids. Can I stab him with my scissors and just kill him so he's not... I'm infected anyway. If you want to. You want to okay. He's not going to bite me or anything. <laughs> um, well, he can still do you physical damage. You know, if I stab him. Yeah, but if you... Fa well, yeah, go on then, if you want to stab him. Um, you can have a plus for your knife. Yeah. And another plus because he's weighed down by being handcuffed yeah. to a... Suitcase. What is this dexterity? This is vitality. Vitality. Oh, it's one. Great. Uh, Mark has somehow <laughs> failed. In his lunge to stab <laughs> the dude, he trips over the suitcase oh, no. and falls into the dude, thus getting a physical <laughs> damage. Uh... Plus, because he's slow attached to a suitcase but also a minus because Mark's in there as well just flopping about generally getting in your way let's do a logic test I'll let you choose who wants to represent the group to see whether you were expecting a final boss style fight or whether this has <laughs> caught you completely by surprise <laughs> I'm going to give you well a plus because you're nimble but a negative because the counter is covered in like petri dishes and test tubes and science tardigrades all over the place no. Mark skids on a Petri dish, flumps down, gets some physical damage because oh, no. he puts his hand in some, some broken glass. Mark is not on the counter. And then I'm going to just leg it to the left round that first um, uh, counter. Yep. And sort of go, oh, look at me. Oh, look what distracting... You don't want to do that if you've got the sample. You don't want it to kill you. But I'm thinking then it would be a bit distracted when you and Blokey then... On him, you know. Okay, in that case, Pat, no test for just running around the counter, that's easy. But you need to test your charisma to see how much of a convincing distraction you are. <laughs> Excellent. Um, uh, no no modifiers. Covid Mega is, you know, he's yeah. ambivalent, he's just, he's never sure. experienced this before. <laughs> no, me neither. Uh... <laughs> That's a, that's a fail. Uh, cancel. Yeah. Uh, it's alright. I think uh, you're charismatic and distracting. Covid, COVID Mega is uh, is not bothered by your dancing and stays firmly in front of the clue machine. Am I able to get round thingy while he's engaged with uh, the captain? Um, I think you should probably test your dexterity just to make sure you don't get caught by a flailing limb. No, I get caught. Okay, Pat gets clipped by a flailing limb, so not enough to damage you, but you are now right up next to uh, COVID Mega. Yeah. Can you roll the dice, please? On a one or a two, you drop the sample. I'll have another go yeah, with my knife at 
close proximity. Cool. Um, you're going to get an extra negative because you're concussed now. Uh, does this thing have eyes? It. I have drawn it with eyes. <laughs> yes. Excellent. It's like a big mutated I'm man. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to use my uh, the torch on my smartphone and just sort of dazzle it. I'm not very good at fighting, so I'll just go for you know. Okay, let's other, go. Other uh, logic to see because remember it's mega. Let, use, can you use your logic to work out where to shine the torch? <laughs> <laughs> where the sun don't shine. You're gangly, uh, so you can well, no, his eyes better. <laughs> well, the amount of I'm going to give a negative because COVID mega is like, you know, brawling, yeah. moving constantly. Yeah. Uh, yes, success. Okay, COVID Mega is now blinded, so all attacks against him will get an extra positive. Like, I've just put, for me, sometimes that felt a bit sort of repetitive at times, just because, I don't know, obviously, you know, it's completely my fault for, for the way the story was planned, but there was a lot of dexterity and vitality and not much else. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm thinking maybe as a games master, I should have probably planned in specific things that you would need to test your logic and your willpower. You know, there was some charisma when you were trying to, like, sweet talk people into... into joining yeah. you or doing stuff um how did it feel from your guys perspective yeah there was more combat than other things but you kind of expect that in an end of the world type scenario because that was kind of where it was going yeah, there's mainly fighting zombies. there's a little we didn't encounter enough people for it to be charisma and again that fits with that kind of story like mm. you're keeping away from people yeah but then i'm thinking of like a lot of the arkham horror kind of games where it's you know it might be a fight and yeah often they are dexterity or or fight checks or whatever but it might be a willpower check um or you know here you could maybe imagine a logic check for a fight if you know um the the your assailant tries to psych you out and yeah you know, does a dummy to go left and you you know yeah so i suppose and again that's just i just need more practice at, at planning stories and like having eventualities that will lead to different kinds of checks i guess yeah play to win so zombies isn't the only end of the world book there is there's three others there's rise of the machines wrath of the gods and alien invasions like how different do you think but is that all where you're playing yourself? Yeah, so it's all it's the same game engine, the same the game works the same way. It's just instead of zombies, or aliens, aliens, machines, gods. What's that? That's like natural disasters, you know, like plagues oh. and natural oh, disasters and shit. Fun. I'd like to try that one. Because <laughs> like my my thoughts, I suppose, is machines and aliens. You're pretty much still going to be fighting, though, aren't you? It's still going to be mm. these are bad guys. Yeah, I avoid like, the bad guys, right? Yeah, I suppose like... machines. You've got the the kind of I'm thinking like Terminator Three type thing where you try and see if there's a way to stop them or shut them down. Mm. So you could have more logic things there if you can find the right place. Yeah, a bit more logic, um, a bit more social maybe if there's someone that you could try and convince to help you. Yeah, and I guess and you'd natural disaster. You'd have more logic as well, I think, because you've got to think about how you're going to survive. Like where are you going to go when the flood's coming? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Less sort, of, less fine. maybe just less just brawling, fighting. but more yeah, thoughtful. maybe because yeah, the fighting does get a bit. But I guess because like the books are only just like a framework of like ideas, and I guess it's down to the imagination of the storyteller. So like so for each scenario, you get like a some suggested events and whatever. So I'll read you just the first one. Where are we? Da, 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 da. Ooh, religious cults. No room in hell. Okay, so here we go. So, oh, that was post-apocalypse. Right, here we go. So, uh, the big city. Early on, the streets are swarming with undead and you have to get past them. Well, we use that was when you first went to the shop. There were zombies in the street. Um, the players are caught in the middle of a firefight between the military uh, and the zombies. We did that one. Um, another suggestion. Near a bank, the players find an abandoned armoured truck. It could be full of cash, but what if other survivors also have their eyes on it? Uh, that was where... That was where, you know, the rival for Tyler in the shop. Someone suggests that the top floors of a skyscraper are the safest place to hole up, but is that true, or does it just leave them with no way to escape? So each like area comes with a list of suggested potential ideas, yeah. and you could just use them and adapt them, you know, to whatever you wanted. So I guess it all comes down. You just need a good games master, don't you? You need someone who's got a bit of. I'm not. I'm not trying to think, you know, because I don't <laughs> think. I don't think I did a particularly good job of it today. Um, but it's experience, isn't it? Yes, yeah, I think. 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely one that you would get better mm. with practice and just the more you do it. And the, yeah. But yes. I, I think for the Rise of the Machines, you go down a, like a, an Android route, sort of. Oh, like who's a robot and who's not kind of thing. Ooh. Yeah, difficult to distinguish from humans. So then the charisma and empathy maybe come into it a lot more because there's lots more sort of player NPC interactions and you're not sure whether they're human or not. Oh, that's mm. good. Yeah. Oh, and then you might have thinking like alien series you might have some that aren't horrible things like you could have your bishop or you could have your ash depending on sure yeah. mm. when you can reprogram your android to still be your friend if you have such skills such skills yeah because i mean obviously obviously in the real world we're bound to be expert computer programmers <laughs> <laughs> if we had that with us. Yeah, true. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are reminded that enjoyment is compulsory. Shall we frag this wonderful game? Mm-hmm. Do you, this is your first time fragging, isn't it? Is it? Uh, yes. yes, it is. Okay, well, we shall start with fun. Uh, ladies first. Oh, it's oh, a score out of five, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to say four. I will also say four. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, RPGs are good fun. Um, like it, it's, it's good that it's a bit silly and, you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and you can kind of make light of strange negative features you might have. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Very, very enjoyable. Yeah, I'll say four as well. Yeah. I also went for a four. Obviously, like, my experience is slightly different. Well, <laughs> a lot different because <laughs> I don't, yeah. don't actually do anything. I just tell you the story. Um, But, like, I, I liked the satisfaction of, like this was a story that I had created and like seeing how you handled like how you handled the bit because I was like I'd written eventualities so one of the things you could have found when you searched the shop was a rope and that would have made it easier to get to the hospital get into the hospital like through the window uh, you could have found a torch which would have made it easier down in the basement um, and if depending on who so Tyler or Mrs Jones could have taken you straight to the lab but if you didn't have either of those you'd have to guess and pick a direct you know and so I was kind of yeah. you know ooh, which path will they end up going down so yeah that was cool um replayability um pat you can start this up. We'll, like... i mean i guess it's initially i was going to say five but it's probably more like three because it's infinitely replayable but it, it requires someone willing to be the games master and requires them to put in a fair amount of prep work mm. um or at least you know in even if it's just in becoming familiar with the the rules and stuff you know it's not necessarily something you can just pick up and play i don't know but then once you are familiar with it uh, yeah yeah I'll, I'll three mark well, i'll probably say four because yeah it, can, it will be different every time um I, I don't know it would have to be yeah but after a while you probably would get used to sort of the basic points so that yeah it would be the work put in to make it very different every time to keep it interesting mm. um i put three largely for the same reason as pat it's just it's not something that you can just decide to play off the cuff like it has to it has to be planned out and sort of you know someone got to take the time to create the story hello is this on the spreadsheet this is on the spreadsheet is it? yeah oh. um yeah that so took a long time to come around then well t- it's not it's not it's not up oh. next we just <gasps> it's because no it's because oh you broke the rules i did break the rules but because it's zoomable we were chatting about Ooh, what games were zoomable whatever change the rules no. to suit your excuse system excuse me <laughs> covid19 changed the rules <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> i'm making the most of what we've got with um no i said I said last week, didn't I, that we've got lots of games and we just haven't been able to play them because it's just us two. Well, I found a way around that. Uh, Here we are. Okay. So, um, What's the minimum player count for this, just out of interest? Um, three. So you need one three. games person and at least two other characters just to keep it, yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess there's no upper limit. Well, like, why would there be? No. no. Um, so, yeah, a three for that. And I put... Oh, yeah, I had another... Just, yes, it depends on the, on the storytelling. But at the end, I think it's still kind of always going to boil down to get supplies find somewhere safe mm. or fight particularly with the zombies i know we said like you know for the other yeah. ones it'll be different but i think you are sort of limited by what can actually happen and i think that mm. sort of for me that makes it a three Moo. yeah i would agree also three for very similar reasons it's a lot of work for somebody to get it ready and there are even though you could vary the individual bits and components and exactly what happens there's 
probably an amount of similarity in every template. You know, you're either going to just be trying to survive or have some end goal that you're going to reach mm. that requires you to go to a place, do a thing, fight some stuff, not die. Yeah. Okay. Um, aesthetic. This is going to be a difficult one because really the only thing you can judge is the ease of, is like the, the way the character sheet is laid out, I suppose. Oh, yeah. You can start. It's your turn to start. Well, yeah. Uh, well, that's very simple. I don't know. Four. Four. Okay. <laughs> four. Um, I'm gonna say. I don't know what else you would add or change, really. Mm. And again, this is another one where my point of view is slightly different. I mean, I'm also going to go for the books. The books are quite pretty. They do have lots of nice pictures and, you know, it's laid out quite simply. And I know obviously you guys don't see the book and that sort of aspect of it. But yeah, four for me. I mean, I, mean, I was going to go three mostly because I can't see the book. Like it's, it's utilitarian. It works. But there are games that are much prettier and nicer to look at. Yeah, so it's very so kind it's of middle of the road three for me. Functional. Patrice? Uh, four. Um, I think the, the character sheet's very nice. <laughs> very well laid out. Um, hang on, I've got to do some maths. I <laughs> can't do... <laughs> 3.75. go. <laughs> okay. um, and... no, what's your logic? <laughs> What's my logic? Oh, um, <laughs> I imagine my logic, uh, probably a three. <laughs> no. No, failed. Got it wrong. Um, gameplay. Like, you know, ease ease of gameplay. Need to start. Oh, it is, it's my start. Um, I'm going to say... I'll go for four again. I think probably the most complicated part, like, not count... Obviously, once you've got your story planned and all that sort of thing, is probably the character create... You know, that's got quite a lot of steps. Now give yourself a number. Now think of this. Now think of that. But once your character's created and you're in the story, it kind of, you know, it flows quite simply. There's nothing... You know, it's very simple. You add a positive dice for something that's good and a negative dice for something that's bad there's none of these if this then this and if this burn you've got a plus four modifier for this and a blah 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 it's just you add a dice so i think that's very sort of smooth and simple in that respect move also a four for similar reasons once you've made your character it's quite straightforward and as a player you've got the game person basically telling us what to test so we don't even have to think about what to do you go right test your empathy test your logic and once I got the hang of it, because I did struggle a bit, it was quite straightforward, so it gets four. Cool. Uh, yeah, four seems uh, like a good good one to go for. Um, it's, yeah, it plays very well. Um, I guess, I don't know, kind of hard it being an RPG. It's sort of only as good as you. It's only as good as me. It's literally only as good yeah. as me. <laughs> I, I rate, well, but it also as good as the players, right? If you... You have no creativity. Um, yeah, I suppose, then, yeah. I, how would a game like this run if you had no imagination? Like, if the players had no imagination? What are you going to do? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, it would just be hard work. Um, that must so be quite hard as a games master. Well, Nobody yeah, exactly. engages. Yeah. Just goes, mm, yeah, you, you get out what you put in. <laughs> Roll a dice to see if you die of boredom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark? Yeah, I'd say four, yeah. Got, got, uh, got a reason for this, or just...? <laughs> oh, yeah, once you get the hang of it, it, it doesn't change too much. Fair so. enough. Uh, that gives it an overall frag of 15. Ooh. So that's, you know, acceptable, definitely. Um, down to the ultimate question, then. Is it a win, or is it a lose? Mr. Mark. Uh, uh, so it's a win? Yeah. Hey. About Hooray! It. <laughs> that makes it... 44 wins, 22 wow. losses. Yeah. Hooray. There you go. Well done. So, yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Covered. What are you doing? You're just covering your player sheet in doodles of... I don't know what that is. Anyway, right, well, I've been Phil. I've been Mark. I've been Mariel. I've been Patrick. And remember, non-relinquum in Arca Apercula. You can find us on Twitter at Fun Organised, or you can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod. Bye, Ludophiles. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye! <laughs> Can you hear the ice cream, Dan? Yes. Yeah. Now's the time when we stop. Good night. Good night.